Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 465 of The Sausage Factory. In this episode, I interviewed David Deloney of Subconscious Games and asked them about the design and development of their survival action-adventure game, Cornucopia. Bit of an admin thing here, but oddly enough, Cornucopia is currently not available at the time of releasing this episode of The Sausage Factory anyway. In UK, um, I got a code while I was at uh, over in Seattle for, for PAX West, but yeah, it's currently not available due to some copyright issues, and they're just sorting those out at the moment. Be that as it may, Cornucopia is a very, very low violence, uh, warm and fuzzy survival action game, and it really delves deep into things that aren't normally considered, like. Who considers soil enrichment in farming games? I'm sure they do. Actually, I don't, I'm not a big player of farming games. I'm sure many people are now yelling down at their podcast or player of choice and yelling at me going, what are you thinking? Of course they talk about soil and what have you. Sorry. Sorry. But I just love the minutia in Cornucopia. But it's not overwhelming. You don't have to delve into it if you don't want to. You can let things go as they wish and you can just explore the adventure side and stuff. It's... It is what you make of it. And the more you put in, the more you get out. It's one of those games. I like those kind of games. That's why I have David on the show to talk about the creation of Cornucopia, which is, like I say, a lovely game. <laughs> no, a lovely game? Really, Chris? Really? Yes, I'm going to sign off my intro with that. So, without further ado, let's listen to me from the relatively recent past talk to David about the creation of Cornucopia. Chris, take it away. Hello, David. Hey, Chris. It's awesome to be here. Thank you. It's great to have you on. Could you tell us who you are and what you do? Sure, I'd love to. My name is David Delaney. I'm the founder of Subconscious Games based in Vancouver, Canada. 
and I'm the creator of the farming simulator Cornucopia. I also run a Vancouver game development meetup group. And a few years ago, I was the programmer and software developer for a small iPhone game called River Legends, a fly fishing adventure. So next question. How did you make your start making flashy lighty video games? Uh, well, I used to think that making video games was sort of a magical thing produced by these companies <laughs> out of the ether, you could say. <laughs> but I remember subscribing to the official PlayStation magazine and I would get these PS1 demo discs in the mail and I would watch the little video segments of the developers explaining their work. And I was always super fascinated by it. I specifically remember one with a female Tomb Raider 2 level designer creating the level for Venice. And I, I thought it was really awesome. Um, at around 10 years old, I do remember drawing custom game levels, but I think they weren't the best. Uh, about eight years ago, uh, my cousin and I were driving in the car and he said to me, why don't you make video games? Because I'm so obsessed with them. So it seemed obvious to him. Uh, and I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like, why don't I make video games, right? So sometime after that, I started learning programming and I made a bunch of prototypes using C++ and SFML, kind of like a custom engine thing. And after that, I attended a game jam and I got introduced into Unity and I switched over to C Sharp and Unity and I've been developing Cornucopia off and on for about six plus years now. So next question. As a creator of things for you all that, what are your biggest influences? Uh, my biggest influences have been the games that I played growing up. My dad used to bring one of those huge oversized rear projection TVs to our late cabin. And my sister and I would play Wonder Boy for the Sega Master System from a really young age. Wonder Boy where it's continuously running and you have to jump over the obstacles and it's super addicting and rewarding. <laughs> uh, we'd also play games like Street Fighter 2, uh, Mystical Ninja, Mickey's Magical Quest, a ton of Super Mario World, uh, Turtles in Time, all for the Super Nintendo. And when I got a little bit older, I was obsessed with PS1 and PS2 to the point where in school, it's pretty much all I thought about was going home and playing. Uh, my favorite game of all time was Final Fantasy VII. And the the best part about the game for me was Chocobo racing and, and breeding the Chocobos using nuts to get the golden Chocobo. I also love games like Azure Dreams, Tomb Raider 2, Legend of Mana, Dark Cloud 2, and of course, Harvest Moon, which has inspired Cornucopia, both for the PS1 and N64. Uh, in high school, I pretended to be sick a lot, so I skipped a lot of school and played Final Fantasy XI online with my little Teru Teru character. I've also drawn a lot of inspiration from my experiences homesteading in the middle of nowhere in Saskatchewan, Canada and from raising animals and growing vegetables. Uh, many of the characters in Cornucopia have been inspired by my family members and uh, interesting people I've met throughout my life. So, Next question. What are you playing right now? Uh, recently, I played a little bit of Dave the Diver, but it was mostly for doing controller research. I also took my first break in a really long time, and my girlfriend and I uh, went to Hawaii, and on the way there and on the way back, they had the little 
screens in the back of the seat and i played a bunch of monopoly which was a lot of fun actually <laughs> which is not like a really advanced game or anything but i really enjoyed it uh most of my free time i i'm not playing games right now but i'm making them or doing research i understand I understand any plans for what you will be playing after cornucopia's um all done and dusted Probably a lot of the new hit indie games and uh, maybe Final Fantasy Eleven. Maybe I would grab a PS5 and pick up some of the new hit titles and stuff. That's the end of the first half. Well done, David. You made it. Let's, uh, let's move on to the second half of the show where we delve deep into Cornucopia. So, first question isn't really a question, it's a request. Can you tell us, in your own words, what is Cornucopia? Cornucopia is a pixel art farming simulator set in a 2.5D perspective, and it has a lot of new game mechanics that separate it from other farming sim- simulators in the genre. There's a in-depth soil fertilization and texture system for growing seeds, and that's all based on my real-life experiences growing vegetables and homesteading. When you till the soil, you'll see that there are a bunch of different colors. And that represents the different soil textures of sand, clay, and silt. And in real life, a combination of all three of those balanced is called loam. And that's kind of the ideal soil type for growing vegetables. But we wanted to utilize all of the different types. So maybe carrots would grow best in clay soil and uh Hops would grow best in silt, for example. Uh, each seed also has a recommended fertilizer NPK level, which is nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. And that's for growing bigger and bigger vegetables as well. Uh, you can make compost uh, from various materials you find throughout the game, like your pet's manure, for example. 
And there's a lot of interesting things that you can add to the compost and vermicompost bins to improve your soil. Uh, when playing, a lot of people don't realize this when they buy the game, but your pets will follow you around and help you one at a time. And you can level up their skills. They help you break rocks, knock down trees, and even help you in combat in the procedural areas and during boss fights. You can breed unique genetics, like the patterns and the colors, as well as the head shapes. You can discover their favorite items and even race them. And there's a really big card system we introduced into the game with over 300 cards. And there's a variety of buffs that you can activate, like double jump, for example, or becoming invulnerable to lava. There's different card quests like breaking 25 rocks and then a chest will fall out of the sky and you'll get a reward and a bunch of really addicting scratch off cards, which people have been giving us feedback that we're feeding their gambling addiction, unfortunately, but maybe it's good for the game. Uh, the game also has 50 plus NPCs uh, and you can marry 32 of them. There's uh, two Kappas and you can actually marry both of them and have hybrid Kappa children. You can marry the dirty old perverted wizard and have magical babies, which was just added in an update recently. There's a geisha spirit, which guides Kyoko, the uh, wannabe geisha in the game. And you can have spirit babies with her. And you can even marry the cornucopia goddess herself and have goddess-themed children. The game has a lot of unique mechanics and uh, offbeat sense of humor built into the story and the characters. Well, thank you, David, for that very detailed, probably the most detailed response to that very honest request. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so, so much. I mean, as you can tell, everyone, there's a lot to Cornucopia. We do. We are going to delve into aspects of that. Not all of it, because we'll be here for all day. But we're going to sort of delve into core components of it. And indeed, my chicken, Gavin, best chicken ever. Yeah, best chicken, Gavin. Gavin, Gavin, he's awesome. You can't, can't fault. Well, well, excluding Alan the cow, you know. There's, <laughs> can't forget Alan. No, no. no. The, the ability to kick rocks, to just second to none. Anyway, first design question. Here we go. There is so much to develop and construct in Cornucopia. There really is. A plethora, yes. no less. Yes, a cornucopia. Indeed. <laughs> and um, I just want to ask, one of the things that many people face when confronted with what we call a survival game, is it a genre, survival, a building game, whether it's just starve or, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just, we've featured games like this before on the Sausage Factory. But I want to know, what have you done to remove player anxiety with respect to choice, what to do next, you know, it, should they be doing this? Should they be doing that? You know, that answering that question, which really should be, well, there is no right or wrong answer. Just do what you felt is the thing to do. What have you done in the design of Cornucopia to make sure that the player is suitably guided without being beaten over the head and also give them some little bit of a guidance and how to prioritize their actions without being bullied into it. So, so game development is a really iterative process. So we wanted to give the player as much freedom as possible 
to play the game. And I didn't want to hold their hand at all because I hate when games do that to me. So I thought it should just be like obvious that they should walk into the town and, and go this direction. But we found out that they would just miss entire areas and we needed to do things like place giant signs and really work on the map really well. And we also set up a bunch of tutorials to guide the player that are optional. So there's a lot of quality of life changes that we've introduced into the genre. Like you're not penalized for staying up all night. You can stay up as long as you like, and that allows more freedom for the player to explore the procedural areas and not have to worry. As well as usually your backpack will fill up, and that's sort of an indicator when to head back to your storage shed or to ship your vegetables. And we have it so that it automatically will send these overflowed items to your storage shed, which is like this massive shed that you get at the very beginning of the game that you don't earn, but is very convenient. And we've had a lot of positive feedback about it. Yes, unlike Animal Crossing, where you have to spend a lot of bells, a lot of bells to get a decent amount of inventory. Um, There's a reason I stopped playing that game. But yes. Um, I just that's really the the corner of it is it you it's, it's just the improving the player experience making sure that they don't feel anxious about their decisions and not paralyzed by them and say there's a right or wrong way of doing something there isn't it's just this is cornucopia experience it it's fine go with the flow a lot of people are requesting uh, like divorce mechanics because they want to marry a different character and so there are things that are, are permanent, but most of the choices you make, you can reverse. Mm. So these are things in early access that we take into consideration. And we're going to add that to the game so that you can retroactively go back and marry someone else. <laughs> my, next, my next question then. Um, one thing I've noticed about Cornucopia and I find it fascinating is time is quite fleeting. You know, the daylight hours occur over a period of time and when you get into things and you're chopping wood or you're, you know, you're just basically building something, time really actually flies. Why? I think it may be deceptive because I have timed other games in the genre and they are at about the same day length in, okay. in real time minutes. There is a lot of things to do in the game, and it can be overwhelming at first. And if you're the kind of person who closes pop-up tutorials, then you can get a bit confused if you don't understand the mechanics. Yeah, and it's just I find it fascinating that you have this day-night cycle, which you should respect. And indeed, you have health and energy, which you need energy initially you need to maintain, and that makes sense, usually by eating food that you've cooked, at least attempted to cook. Wow, yep. that's a whole different discussion, everyone. We could talk about the cooking for ages. It's great. I mean, you get given a Thank pot you. quite early on. It's lovely. But I don't want to talk about cooking things. I want to talk about befriending things because, yes, we've spoken about it often enough, everyone, but we haven't going to delve into it. There's an ability to befriend creatures in Cornucopia, all sorts of creatures. You start off with a dog because, of course, you do. Uh, but then eventually the, the, your menagerie of, of friends starts to expand outside just human beings. Um, and to the point where when you def- befriend them enough, they start to 
reduce the burdens of the player, removing a lot of the minutiae of having to, you know, chop trees down or kick, you know, remove rocks and all sorts of things. They they help you out. Yes. Um, but the exchanges, you have to maintain their friendship, usually by feeding them, of course, giving them a home, giving them treats every now and again, having a bit of a chat with them because they do talk. Can you expand on how this was developed? Well, when I was learning programming in C++ and in a, my own sort of custom engine, uh, I made a fish breeding simulator. So I would have these little different attributes for each fish that was randomly generated, like HP, their random name, uh, their energy, and different attributes like their power and their speed and how bonded they are to you. And then each of these random fish would be populating your screen, and then they would have the ability to breed with each other and take a part of the genetics of each of them and randomly combine them in new ways. And that was sort of like the birth of the animal system. So they they had these unique attributes on them, and one of them was like bonding. So we use bonding right now when it reaches level three, then you can mount your pets and then get the benefit of riding around town faster and stuff like that. And there's a really interesting system that we put into the game where you don't just buy and sell animals at a store, but you have to go to the auction house and get lucky and compete against all the other characters that show up. And if a cow is listed for $3,500, well, you might have to bid up to $4,800 it's a bit RNG based and it makes it a lot more fun to buy and sell your animals at auction. It does indeed. Who will be our last question? It is as such. The world of cornucopia is represented in a 3D 2D hybrid, which is extremely colourful, really very colourful. Contrasts is king. Can you explain how this visual style evolved and has it changed much since its original inception? Yes, because the game did start out with me doing the artwork in the 2D style with very poor pixel art. And I've subsequently learned the beauty of uh, contracting out work to very talented people around the world. And that's been extended to the soundtrack of Cornucopia with their Swedish composer, Pontus Hultgren, and all of these brilliant artists that have helped out with the game. The 2D with the 2.5D uh, is basically, there's no real big story behind it. It's just me adopting the Unity engine and taking my 2D perspective and putting it into a 3D engine and just seeing it and moving around and saying, oh, that looks pretty good. And then there are other games that came out around the time, like Octopath Traveler, and they obviously had an influence, as well as the character movement in Cornucopia is heavily influenced by Paper Mario, which has a very similar perspective. One of the things I noticed is that you can change the view. You can manipulate the view. In fact, I really welcome that in the settings. And you advertised it as part of the tutorial, which, by the way, everyone, is very well done. I did was very impressed with the tutorial for Cornucopia because it does really ease you into various aspects of the game and how interconnected everything is. But being able to zoom out and tilt the view just a little bit so you can actually see more of the screen, 
um, rather than having it all zoomed in. That's how I did it. I pushed it far out so I could see what I was doing, what other things are coming in. You know, I could see all of the mailboxes flashing. Where's I go and have a look, see what's who's written to me this time. You know, and it's it's really um, that the quality of life stuff. That for me is another pillar of cornucopia is the respecting the player's time and making sure that they're suitably informed about what's going on because there's a lot going on in cornucopia. So cornucopia has been developed by Subconscious Games. I have to ask, where does the name Subconscious Games come from? I've always been interested in the subconscious mind and how it influences most of our behavior. So that's probably where it came from. <laughs> it's my fascination with that. It's a fantastic name. It really is. I think most of us probably make games in our subconscious, whether we like it or not. <laughs> yes. Now we would, yeah, if you're used to it. Autopilot. So, yeah, autopilot. So, um, and Cornucopia, what platforms is it currently available on? So unfortunately, the game isn't available in the UK right now. So I'm sorry about that. We're working on it. But every everywhere else in the world, you can get it on Steam for PC. And we're looking into releasing for consoles maybe in about a year or something like that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, David, it's been wonderful having you on the show. It genuinely has been very open and honest and detailed about your well, new thank responses. Thank you so much. Uh, in on this show and um, you're more than welcome to come back to talk about what next is cooking in your brain uh, we'll be here in a few years from now we'll be here but until then thank you so much thank you Chris that was nice wasn't it David it was lovely wait what's this oh no what is this Chris is now talking to me now it's not right we are expecting the you had been listening to yes that's coming don't worry but um I thought it'd be nice that seeing as I pre-record these shows well in advance, I actually know what the next show's going to be about. So I thought I'd tell you a bit of a you know heads up, listen and stuff. So there is a bit of bit of a change. Change is good, everyone. Change is good. So the next week I'll be talking about the creators or with the creators of My Little Universe, which is a 4x game, very simple yet also multi-layered game very addictive so fascinating game do listen to that i'm now going to hand you back to the regular outros see you next week everyone bye you have been listening to the sausage factory podcast part of the cane and rinse collective support us for just two us dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash cane and rinse for early extended and exclusive podcasts find us on twitter facebook instagram twitch YouTube and at our website, canerinse.com.